0: What's up my good peoples, welcome to the Be Transform podcast where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson and with me is Logan Eaton, my good bro, what's cracking?
1: Not much, not much, how are you doing? Fabulous. Sitting here by the candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: got it all uh, romantic over there.
1: <laughs> Power is on, but...
0: The preferring, preferring the candlelight. Candlelight dinner, baby. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, today we're going to continue on. Last week uh, we were we got into uh, reading the book As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, and we had such a good time reading uh, Thought and Purpose that we thought we'd just do a little more. So today we're going to read The Thought Factor in Achievement and Vision and Ideals. I'm going to read this and talk about it because this stuff is just straight up legit. This is all about how to think higher, bigger, more focused, and just kind of how your thoughts affect what you do. So in this section, The Thought Factor in Achievement. All that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is the direct result of his own thoughts. I mean, that right there, <laughs> how true is that statement?
1: Extremely true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just that it goes back to that law of just, you know, the way, you, the way you're thinking and... um what you constantly constantly concentrate on is what you ultimately produce or bring into reality totally yeah cuz it every everything like every day or every action is has to start with a thought just biologically it has to start with some kind of thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yes everything begins with a thought uh, I don't know. I don't think it's this section, but uh, in one of the sections, you know, it's like um what's it when somebody uh commits a crime but it like it wasn't premeditated? It was like spontaneous or maybe Spon- even just the word sp- spontaneous. It's like even sp- like being spontaneous begins with an idea, right? You're just yeah. like you're bored, you're just standing there, you're like, "What could we do? Oh dang, we could do this." That was an idea. That was a thought. Right. And it's like that thought then moves you into an action. Actions yep. are the byproduct of your thoughts. And right. so, yeah, I mean, this right there all that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is a direct result of his own thoughts. I mean, that kind of goes back to thought and purpose, where it's like, you know, doubt and fears are the great enemy to <laughs> progress or, you know, taking action or concentration of thought. And doubt and fear are just a byproduct of ideas. They're ideas that take you in a certain direction because ideas lead you to places. So all that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is the direct result of his own thoughts. (laughs) I I like that it's like, that's on you. What you did or didn't do, that's on you. That's not on somebody else. Yeah. Like that's on what I do and what I don't do, that's on me all the time. In a justly ordered universe, where loss of equipoise, which is a balance of forces or interests, would mean total destruction, individual responsibility must be absolute, right? So in a justly ordered universe, where the loss of balance would mean total destruction, meaning like, you know, if, if the sun was just a little bit further away from the earth, right the earth would like freeze yeah and on the flip side if the earth was just a little closer to the sun it would burn so it's like that perfect balance right where balance yeah. without balance there would be total destruction so in that kind of universe like individual responsibility must be absolute a man's weakness and strength purity and impurity are his own and not another man's. They are brought about by himself and not by another, and they can only be altered by himself, never by another. His condition is also his own and not another man's. His suffering and his happiness are evolved from within. As he thinks, so he is, and as he continues to think, so he remains. As he thinks, so he is. As he continues to think, so he remains. It's like unless we alter our thinking, we'll stay the same. So if your conditions suck, but you don't change your thoughts, if you don't think about different ways of doing things, different ways, different attitudes you could have, like you're not stuck in any state of being you have the ability to alter it but you have to do that by starting to think differently
1: yeah i think that goes back to that second sentence where it says in a justly ordered universe it's interesting that he put he didn't just say in, a, in an ordered universe but that the order is just like it's it's just a, it's just like it's fair that you have the responsibility and it's nobody else's responsibility and, mm. and and so it's just interesting that he put justly there, like the, the universe is justly ordered and that your your responsibility or taking responsibility for your thoughts and your actions isn't unjust or the results aren't unjust because you have, it all goes back to ultimately what you were premeditating on. Sure. Which
0: can be like things you're doing unconsciously, like you're not aware of why you're, you're getting these results or why your attitude isn't amazing. Like some, so, you know, there's, there's things that we do that sometimes we're like, we're not aware of it, but that's where learning comes in is that like, it creates that self-awareness where then you start to see those things. You learn these ideas of like, oh, we actually are meant to be in control of our thoughts. Oh, we are meant to, like, focus and think and accomplish. Oh, we are meant to, you know, take responsibility and, like, turn these sweet ideas that we're marinating in, like, into realities. Yeah. A strong man cannot help a weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. Now, that... That is the truth right there. You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. That's just, that ain't going to happen. You, sometimes you can want something more for somebody else than they want. And whenever that happens, you know, it'll, it'll fail just because the other person's not it. Right. And even then, the weaker man must become strong of himself. He must, by his own efforts, develop strength which he admires in another. None but himself can alter his condition. And that's just saying, it's like you can't do the work for somebody else. And somebody else can't do the work for you. Yeah. Like you got you got to put in your own reps. It has been usual for men to think and to say, many men are slaves because one is an oppressor. Let us hate the oppressor. Now, however there is amongst an increasing few a tendency to reverse this judgment and say one man is an oppressor because many are slaves. Let us despise the slaves. The truth is that the oppressor and the slave are co-operators in ignorance. And while seemingly to afflict each other, are in in reality afflicting themselves. A perfect knowledge perceives the action of law in the weakness of the oppressed and the misapplied power of the oppressor. A perfect love, seeing the suffering, which both states entail, condemns neither. A perfect love, a perfect compassion, embraces both oppressor and the oppressed." He who has conquered weakness and has put away all selfish thoughts belongs neither to the oppressor nor the oppressed. He is free. Both the oppressor and the slave are cooperators in ignorance, right? It's like a misunderstanding of who you are and why you were created. Like, you know, if you look in Genesis 1, you know, God created man and he did it on purpose and he created the world and he did it on purpose. And then he put mankind in charge and he did it on purpose. But what was interesting is that he didn't put mankind in charge of mankind. Like over the list of things that he gave mankind dominion over, mankind wasn't on that list. Like we were never meant to rule over one another. Meaning we, which is goes back to this whole thing of individual responsibility creation, like mankind was built off of individual responsibility. Like you are responsible for your area of influence. You're responsible for, you know, the things you have and to cultivate those into beneficial things. And so the slave and the oppressor are both (laughs) cooperators in ignorance, misapplied power or you know, misapplied use of your life where you're like, Hey man, I just need somebody else to rule over me and tell me what to do. But it's like, that's not, you weren't created to be like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's just, it's vital to be aware of like, you have three options essentially for life over who you want to be. And two of them aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> two of them are really bad. And, yeah. and it's like, and it goes goes back to like that responsibility in the justly ordered universe. It's like, it it doesn't, you know, um, you know, being an oppressor, you don't have to be an oppressor or being a slave. It's nothing's holding you to being a slave. It's, it's like these, everything's goes back to choice, whether you're the oppressor or the slave. And it's, it's just so important to be conscious of like who you, what you're, where you're going and who you're becoming, because you could, two out of the three of these choices, like I said, are just, are, are terrible places to be. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's vital to be aware because when you step off the, the path of awareness or the, you know, you take your eyes off of the perfect knowledge or the perfect love or the perfect compassion, then you just open, you open yourself up to distraction and then you, eventually become, you're either distracted by wealth and power and you become the oppressor or you're distracted by, you know, victimization and hardship and you become the slave. And so, totally. yeah, it's just <laughs> vital to stay on the, uh, the path of the knowledge and the compassion, and the love and, and then, um, put away the selfish thoughts and become, you know, neither of the first two and, and be free.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, he who has conquered weakness has put away all selfish thoughts, belonging neither to the oppressor nor the oppressed. He is free. You know, you think about like even just like leadership, like the point of leadership isn't just about being in charge. It's like, it's about, I don't know, bringing people up with you. It's like your role as, as a leader is to help other people learn how to lead. It's not, it's not one person over everybody else. It's more like, hey, let me teach you how to think differently.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to,
0: to take responsibility for your life. Not in like a weird way, but like in like... There's so much... It's just such a higher way of thinking, taking responsibility... Like extreme ownership. It's just such a higher way of thinking of like, no, that's that's on me. Something happened. It went bad. I got mad. Do you saw me? I got mad. It's on me if I... If I spoke out of my anger, it's on me if I didn't, you know, try to come up with a solution instead of, I just kind of wanted to be right. You know, it's just like, whatever, it's just like taking ownership of everything that goes on in your life just gives you power, gives you control. It gives you the ability to affect influence on your circumstances and situations. If it's on you, then dude, you, you have the ability to change everything then.
1: Yeah yeah and I think distraction is what makes you an oppressor or an or a slave. I think that's the like the uh the medium that leads people to one of those two one of those two places is distraction
0: like on like low quality ideas
1: yeah just like yeah yeah low quality ideas so so um yeah i i just think yeah low quality ideas unright thinking um you know um selfish thinking i think just those things as, as long as you're being distracted um you kind of get you you kind of get swayed into one of those two categories um whereas if you're aware and conscious and you know, you know understanding and seeking insight then it's hard to be distracted and get swayed into one of those categories
0: mm. totally <clears throat> a man can only rise conquer and achieve by lifting up his thoughts. He can only remain weak and abject and miserable by refusing to lift up his thoughts. If you refuse to change the way you think, that's on you. (laughs) Yeah. And if any of you choose to lift your thoughts up, To like, what does it look like to be a conqueror, to somebody who achieves, who pushes forward, who, you know, conquers new areas of your life and thinking and advances into new territory, right? To rise to that is to lift your thoughts up, is to create a life worth living. Before man can achieve anything, even In worldly things, he must lift his thoughts above slavish animal indulgence. Oh, my. He may not, in order to succeed, give up all animality and selfishness by any means, but a portion of it must at least be sacrificed. A man whose first thought is bestial, which is like animalistic, Indulgence could neither think clearly nor plan methodically. All right, so a man, so he's saying if you want to think higher, first you got to sacrifice some of, like, you know, some of the, he calls it animality, what? And selfishness, right? To be like an animal, where it's just like you're just kind of running off instinct. I'm trying to eat, sleep, mate, kill. And, you know, rinse and repeat. Like you got to kind of break off of just like the immediate gratification and just, you know, stuff that doesn't propel you forward. You got to sacrifice some of that to get into focus. A man whose first thought is bestial indulgence could neither think clearly nor plan methodically. He could not find and develop his latent resources. He couldn't even find them. Nonetheless, develop them. And would fail in any undertaking, not having commenced, check this out, to manfully controlling his thoughts. You want to become a man? You ever wondered, like, what's, one, what's a step? What's it look like to become a man? To control your thoughts not having commenced manfully controlling his thoughts, he is not in a position to control affairs and to adopt serious responsibilities. He is not fit to act independently and stand alone. But he is limited only by the thoughts which he chooses. So somebody who is unwilling to kind of cast off I don't know how else would you how else would you define that the animalistic selfish thoughts?
1: yeah, I would think it's just like I don't know whatever feels good at the time I mean basing thought basing actions off of emotions and and like first thoughts without giving much thinking to it,
0: sure um,
1: because an animal is just it's always going off of instinct it's hungry okay, I want food or it's um. You know, it it wants to uh, you know procreate. I need to find a mate, and it doesn't. It doesn't think anything past those basic instincts. So there's, it's all based on feeling and like, um. So it's just yeah. I guess I guess I would define it as like those animalistic thoughts. Is just like whatever first pops in is okay. That's what I'm doing, or that's where sure. I'm going. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: It's just like there's no careful. There's no careful counting the cost or. Um looking at the details or whatever, thinking about the consequences or you know, good or bad um yeah, and I was just wondering too like what is it what does it look like to sacrifice a portion of those animalistic thoughts like what does it look like to sacrifice that? is that like <clears throat> deciding against like making specific decisions to decide against those things that, You know, may offer instant gratification or may, um, you know, be a first thought thing. Is it deciding against or deciding to think things through or deciding against those things? Or um, just reading that, I was just wondering, you know, what does it look like to, what does he mean by sacrifice those animalistic things, those, uh, the selfishness?
0: Yeah, well, I think, I think you defined it super well, you know, because he's like, a man whose first thought is the Bastille indulgence could neither think clearly nor plan methodically. Right. So you're not, like you said, you're not considering the outcome. It's just like, Oh, here's this thought. I'm gonna go take action on it. But it's like, you're not even considering if like the outcome is going to be beneficial. It's like that person pissed me off or now I'm going to go tell (laughs) him what I'm really thinking instead of like, Oh wait, Maybe that's not what they meant, or even whatever, maybe there's a better way to handle this than me just being yeah. frustrated. What you know, it's like <clears throat> if you don't I mean, I think discipline would be a good mm, picture yeah. of what it means to sacrifice yeah. it. It's like, all right, just a suit, you know, just a dumb example, but it's like, all right, if I if I'm if if I'm trying to cut back on junk food. There's like, you know, you're walking through the store and there's a nice box of Oreos. It's like, oh dang. Yeah. You know, that's a nice thought, right? That's your the first thing is bam, let me like a you know, give me a glass yeah. of milk and I'll go to town, right? But yeah. then but then you start to consider, right? You start to think clearly. You're like, all right, well, here's my goal, here's my mission, here's what I'm trying to achieve. And Oreos isn't on that list. I'm going to sacrifice that instant gratification for long-term achievement and health right so yeah. it's like so i'm i'm choosing yeah i want to go sit down and watch tv but my goal was i'm going to read 10 pages a day and i need to get those 10 pages done first otherwise i know if i sit down and watch tv next thing i want to do is fall asleep you know yeah. so it's like making the decisions to take action on your vision and the the thoughts right he talks about thinking clearly and planning methodically, like thinking through what you want to do and what is it going to take to do it you have to ditch some some of that instant gratification yeah. so that you can start to develop that discipline
1: yeah, that makes sense
0: but I like how he put you know he's like you know a person like this who hasn't commenced with manfully controlling his thoughts, he is not in a position to control his affairs. I love that, to control his affairs. You know, sometimes in religion, right, it's like, control is bad. You know, God's in charge. It's like, look, I hear you, but that kind of takes off all responsibility when it's like, like, man, you're meant to influence your environment. You're you're meant to make decisions. You're meant to cultivate and manage what you have and bring increase. So it's like somebody like that you're you aren't uh ready to control affairs or to adopt serious responsibilities. He's not fit to act independently and stand alone because he's li- or to stand alone. But he's only limited by his thoughts which he chooses. So those so again those thoughts whatever thoughts you continue to think you're choosing to think them. You're yeah. choosing to take action on them. But it's like the, the limitation is only on the thoughts you choose, not on like your actual ability or capacity to take action. Mm. All right, this next section. There can be no progress, no achievement without sacrifice. And a man's worldly success will be in the measure that he sacrifices his confused animal thoughts and fixes his mind on the development of his plans and the strengthening of his resolution and self-reliance. And the higher he lifts his thoughts, the more manly upright and righteous he becomes. The greater will be his success, and the more blessed and enduring will be his achievements. There can be no progress, no achievement without sacrifice. (laughs) A man's worldly success will be in the measure that he sacrifices his confused animal thoughts. I mean, how much progress are you making when your thoughts are totally confused?
1: Yeah, (laughs) Not much
0: Should I, should not Should I, should not I don't know <laughs> oh. Zero
1: progress Actually going backwards <laughs>
0: <laughs> Totally <laughs> Right Because I don't know what to do Is so I'm going to do nothing I'm just going to revert back to The animalistic You know like the instant yeah. gratification the just, Who cares Throw off restraint oh, I probably can't even make it there anyways
1: Right That's putting the car in reverse
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You got to sacrifice those confused animalistic thoughts and fix your mind on the development of your plans, the strengthening of your resolution and self reliance. Right? Resolution, that's like that, um, I had it written down somewhere, but it's like definite, like, this is what I'm doing, period. Like
1: resolution. Yeah, when I think of that word, it's and I'm not a uh, professor, not, but when I think of are that you, are you not Webster? <laughs> when I think of that word, it's like there's there's a aspect of clarity that in resolution. I don't know, maybe it's mm. like isn't there like a resolution in cameras and pictures oh, or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I think of like clarity, like there has to be a defined destination and goal, but then there has to be like clarity along the way. Clear thinking or like that goal has to be defined clearly. Like it can't be, a, it can't be resolute, but then have a broad you know, destination or a, a number of destinations you could end totally, up at.
0: Totally. 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 Yeah. I like that. Resolution. Yeah. 4, 4K, baby.
1: And self reliance is like, um, demands that's, responsibility.
0: That's probably anti religion right there, self reliance.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's possible. Um, it is but possible. I think
0: it, it might just be a kingdom principle. Self-reliance, right? That's like confidence. Like you're sure of what you can do, what you can accomplish.
1: That's yeah. Like, yeah.
0: When you don't, when you're like, well, I don't, you know, you know, I don't want to be prideful. It's like, it undermines your confidence. It undermines yeah. what you're willing to like push forward, because in confidence you're like, no, I can do this. I'm, I can put in the work. I can get it done. But it's like you're like, well, you know, I don't want to be prideful. You know, it's just like it causes you to kind of step back, slow your stride down. Like, oh, let me not push yeah. too hard. But
1: well, I think it's like nobody's telling you what to do, where to go, or what to believe. And self reliance, I think, I think God, you know. That's a that's a godly character because it allows you to be confident in what you know is true or what you know is right. Nobody's telling you what's true or what's right. Self reliance allows you to be confident. I think I think God wants us to be confident of what we believe and not base it off of what somebody else's opinion is or somebody else's experience is. Totally. Well, I think, you know,
0: just like you said, I, I think self-reliance is, like, that's the byproduct of, like, true identity. Yeah. So, yeah. like, identity as, like, a son or a daughter, but, like, for real. It's not pretend. Not just, like, a religious, like, here, I can quote this verse. But, I mean, like, for real. It's like, you know, we were we, you and I are both sons. We both have parents, right? Yeah. We're boys. We're, we have, you know, it's like the security there is in, in a le- like, a legitimate family that has actual values, like the security of like, no, like I'm a part of this family, nothing's going to affect that or change that. And it's like, you know, the platform that's built for you to become who you're created to be, to discover your gift and cultivate it and turn it into a real thing, it's like that's where like that self-reliance is based out of. It's not like this weird definition or like a negative definition of pride, but it's like a positive like... I mean, even if you want to think about what is humility, humility is your ability to restrain yourself, to restrain yeah. your strength, to hold back your strength. That's humility. It's not that you're weak. And so yeah. self-reliance isn't like, hey, I'm, I'm out here all by myself because I'm better than everybody else. It's like, no, like I can, I can handle this. I can go the distance. This is what God put inside of me, so I'm going to go get it done. Yeah. Kind of self-reliance.
1: Love it. Get it done. The
0: universe does not favor the greedy, the dishonest, the vicious. Although on the mere surface, it may sometimes appear to do so. It helps the honest, the magnanimous. I should have looked that one up. The (laughs) virtuous. All the great teachers of the ages have declared this in various forms. And to prove and know And to prove and to know it, a man has but to persist in making himself more and more virtuous by lifting up his thoughts. The higher the
1: thoughts, the more virtuous you become. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be doing the wrong thing when you're thinking the right thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
0: Totally. Huh. Intellectual achievements are the result of thought concentrated to the search of knowledge or for the beautiful and true in life and nature. Such achievements may be sometimes connected with vanity and ambition, but... They are not the outcome of those characteristics. They are the natural outgrowth of long and arduous effort and of pure and unselfish thoughts. That's intellectual achievements. Spiritual achievements are the consummation of holy aspirations. He who lives constantly in the conception of noble and lofty thoughts, who dwells upon all that is pure and unselfish, will, as surely as the sun reaches its zenith and the moon its full, become wise and noble in character and rise into a position of influence and blessedness. I like that, that you say, He who lives constantly in the conception of noble and lofty thoughts, the conception Right? Like the, the birthing process or what the uh, whatever. The beginning. Like the beginning. The beginning, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so
1: that means like they're <laughs> always be those thoughts are always being created and started then, kinda.
0: Living those... constantly in the conception of noble and lofty thoughts. It's like one thought, one good thought leads to another good thought. Yeah one like high thought of like of like what you could do what you could become leads to other thoughts of like meaning and and like yeah. uh, inspiration achievement of whatever kind is the crown of effort achievement is the crown of effort the diadem of thought a diadem is like a headband that royalty would wear. And I like that both of these, a crown or a diadem, both have to do with royalty. Achievement is the crown of effort. By the aid of self-control, come on, somebody, resolution, purity, righteousness, and well-directed thought, a man ascends... By the aid of animility, indolence, impurity, corruption, and confusion of thought, a man descends. There's that confusion again. By the aid of self-control, resolution, purity, righteousness, and well-directed thought, a man Ugh! Well-directed thought. I love it. It's like you need those things though for achievement. So, achievement is the byproduct of effort. By the aid of self control, right? That's like the sacrificing some of those animalities. You got to have that self control, that discipline. Self control is the ability to control yourself, to keep yourself in check, to keep yourself in line, walk in the path. By the aid of self control, resolution, right? Having that picture. And freaking just being so committed that there is no more like doubt or fear. It's like, this is what I'm doing. Let's go get some. Purity and righteousness and well-directed thought of man ascends. Right? Because purity and righteousness, talking about like it's like self-control, resolution. But then if you throw, if you throw out purity, <laughs> you throw out righteousness like right thinking, right acting, valuing other people, you throw those things out the window, you're not going to ascend, you're descending. Yeah. You might have, you know, you might have some resolution, (laughs) but it's not, you know, moving you in the right direction, but it's like these things together is what causes ascension.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that like that last part there, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, a man descending doesn't necessarily mean you ha- is, is impure or corrupt, but a confused man or a man that's acting, you know, off, based off of, you know, purely first instinct um, can cause dissension. Uh, sure. It doesn't have to mean necessarily that you're a corrupt person, but dissension can be, you know, caused by just confusion and not having a, desti- a clear destination.
0: Totally, or like a clear or correct like self-image.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: A man may rise to high success in the world and even to lofty altitudes in the spiritual realm and again descend into weakness and wretchedness by allowing arrogant, selfish, and corrupt thoughts to take possession of him. a man may rise to high success in the world or even lofty altitudes in the spiritual realm and again descend into to, to weakness and wretchedness by allowing arrogant and selfish, corrupt thoughts to take <clears throat> possession of him. Right? That's kind of like losing sight of what got you to where you are. Yeah. You know, kind of losing sight of like, what's the real destination and what are we actually, like what's the real motivation? You know, it's yeah. like, you know, Miles talks about it. He's like, you know, sometimes the biggest problem people have in life is success in that it's like once, you know, you have some kind of success and then you think, wow, you know, I'm good. I don't need to do anymore yeah, or whatever. Or it's like, you know, I don't need to keep being disciplined because I'm already these things. But then you let go of discipline and then, oh, crap, I did need those. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And that's what this next paragraph is that victories attained by right thought can only be maintained by watchfulness. Many give way when success is assured and rapidly fall back into failure. Hmm. It's like you got part of like being a conqueror. Is like, there's always the next mission. There's always the next thing to achieve, the thing to learn, the next project. But yeah. many give way when success is assured and rapidly fall back into failure. Like It's going to be good. We're going to make it. It's all, you know, whatever. And then you kick back and the train goes off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. All achievements, whether in business, intellectual, or spiritual world, are the result of definitely directed thoughts. They're governed by the same law and are of the same method. The only difference lies in the object of attainment. So what he's saying is all achievement, whether in business, intellectual, or the spiritual world, you achieve those all in the same way. It's just the object is different. But the result, they are the result of definitely directed thought. Definitely, meaning without doubt. Definitely directed thought. Thoughts you're thinking that are, are void of doubt. I'm confident this is the direction. These are the thoughts I'm thinking, these thoughts I'm going to take action on because they are without doubt. I know that if I take these, I'm going to create such and such. This is going to be the result, so now I'm going to push forward because I think without doubt. That's legit. I mean, that is strong thinking. Definitely directed thoughts. He who would accomplish little must sacrifice little. Dang. He who would achieve much must sacrifice much. He who would attain highly must sacrifice greatly.
1: Hmm. You know, I think... Go. Hit it. I was going to say, I think about that verse, you know, a man can be trusted, you know, a man that can only be trusted with little if if he... You know, um, much you can be trusted with much if you
0: can be trusted with little. Oh
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> or, <laughs> maybe that or did. Whatever. If you, maybe you can be trusted that. with little,
0: you can be <laughs> trusted with much.
1: Maybe that wasn't the um, <laughs> not no, the right there. link, but yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just think I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like, uh, there's a trust don't. aspect to that. Like. Um, you can't, like, dream and desire a ton but then not be willing to put in a whole bunch of work or not be trusted with little things.
0: He who would accomplish little must sacrifice little, and he who would achieve much must sacrifice much. What are we talking about? Sacrifice, right? That's, like, the the quick gratification. I didn't, yeah. Whatever, but it's, like, you know, it's interesting to think how much you could accomplish. If you were, you know, with, right. if, when you had clearly directed thoughts, definitely directed thoughts, you had some resolution, 4K, baby, 6K, 3D resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you were willing to put in the work. It's like, it's, it's interesting to think about what you could actually do
1: yeah I think too it it's like choosing that destination you're kind of sacrificing any other possible destination too so like attaining sure. highly means like i guess i I kind of read that and was like to attain highly sacri- you know sacrifice greatly but meaning like you gotta give up any other destination or destinations and anything else that's gonna distract you from the destination sure or try to try to pull you away from that. Yeah, which is kind of like a gut check.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Are, what are you willing to sacrifice to achieve that which you can see, and how much is what you can see riddled with like fear and doubt? How much of that's got like it's sprinkled with confusion because of the fear and doubt, right? It's... Yeah, it's interesting. Just it all. Ha- but it's all so. So again, I mean, back to the beginning of it, all that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is the direct result of his own thoughts, right? So it's like whether or not they were definitely directed with resolution, the development of plans, planning methodically, thinking clearly... It's like your thoughts affect what you do. So whether you accomplish greatly or not is the direct result of the clarity of the thoughts you had or didn't have. I mean, that's wild. I mean, it's like... Because, I mean, even if you just think about, like... You know, if you could stand before God one day and, like, somehow see like the full measure of your potential and the opportunities you had and the things you could have accomplished. You know, I don't know. You don't, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't, I don't want to, (laughs) I just think about the clarity of like, this is who you are. This is what you were made to do. Now go reach as high as you can. Like, take your potential, your gift, and use it to the fullest of your potential, of the fullest of your abilities. Like, just go hard. Like, if you could get a just a glimpse here, right now, of what you were truly capable of, it, you know, you just think about all the, like, you might not even be aware Until that glimpse of how much doubt and fear you had rolling in your mind, how much like you were just kind of marinating on incorrect identity and self-esteem, right? Like uh, self-worth. To have that clarity, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like on one hand, it's like I don't want to wait till it's all said and done and look back and be like... (laughs) Dude, I freaking missed the boat yeah. It's like yeah you did a lot of good things But it's like you had no idea what you were actually Capable of just because it's like The lack of clarity yeah. Or entertaining too many Negative ideas that, that Thwarted you along the, the way too many Ephemeral fancies too many Looking to the right and to the left Instead yeah. it's like You know Developing that resolution of like the clear picture of here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna devote myself to its attainment. Like it is my divine duty to accomplish this vision on Earth. That's that's on that's uh, that's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Come on, somebody. Just that personal responsibility. He who would accomplish. Little must sacrifice little. He who would achieve much must sacrifice much. And he who would attain highly must sacrifice greatly. All achievement is the result of definitely directed thoughts. Anything else on that section? No, I think we covered it. All right, we're going to get into this last section. I mean, there's another section after this. But this is going to be the last section that we get into. This book, man, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, you should get it and you should read it and you should read it and read it and read it some more because it's glorious. All right, this next session, visions and ideals. Come on. The dreamers are the saviors. Of the world. As the visible world is sustained by the invisible, so men, through all their trials and sins and sordid vocations, are nourished by the beautiful visions of their solitary dreamers. Humanity cannot forget its dreamers, it cannot let their ideals fade and die. It lives in them, it knows them as the realities which it shall one day see and know. Composer, sculptor, painter, poet, prophet, sage, these are the makers of the afterworld, the architects of heaven. The world is beautiful because they have lived. Without them laboring, without them laboring, humanity would perish. (laughs) So they're talking about, you know, like composer, sculpt, composer, right? Somebody who's making sick music, just like Mozart. You know, these people who just make, you make all these instruments tuned to the same notes, busting out these chords, all working together to make something so beautiful. Like somebody at one point had to write the music, direct all the the players to play it at the same time in the right way to make it sound like it did. Like somebody had to make that happen. Somebody had to first envision it. A sculptor, right? And, you know, I there's, I don't know, one of those, something to the, to the point of, you know, it was Michelangelo or something where it's like, you know, staring at a, a chunk of rock, you know? And it's just like, seeing the, the thing inside of that rock. Like most people, you just walk by, you see this chunk of rock, but somebody else looks at it and says, you know, you know what I see? You know, what my vision is a painter, a poet, a prophet. I don't know what a sage is. These are the makers of the afterworld. (laughs) He said, without them, laboring, humanity would perish. (laughs) Oh, man. He who cherishes a beautiful vision, a lofty ideal in his heart, will one day realize it. Columbus cherished a vision of another world, and he discovered it. Copernicus fostered the vision of... A multiplicity of worlds and a wider universe, and he revealed it. Buddha, I don't know about this one, held a vision of, spirit, of a spiritual world of stainless beauty and perfect peace, and he entered into it. Cherish your visions, cherish your ideals. Cherish the music that stirs in your heart, the beauty that forms in your mind, the loveliness that drapes your purest thoughts. For out of them will grow all delightful conditions, all heavenly environment. Of these, if you but remain true to them, your world will at last be built. To desire is to obtain. To aspire is to achieve. Shall man's basest desires receive the fullest measure of gratification and his purest aspirations starve for lack of sustenance? Such is not the law. Such a condition of things can never obtained ask and receive. To desire is to obtain. To aspire is to Is to achieve. Shall man's basest desires receive the fullest measure of gratification and his purest aspirations starve for lack of substance? This is kind of like religion, right? Religion says all your desires are bad, all your thinking is wrong, none of it's lined up with his will. You're, you know, nice try. Like he's like, look, because that's like pretty much what religion says is like, shall like that man's basis desires are the things that you're going to follow. And he's like, is that true? And your purest aspirations are going to starve for lack of nourishment? Is that correct? He's like, that's not even, such is not the law. Such a condition of things can never obtain. Ask and receive. That was Jesus, by the way. Those who ask, receive. Those who knock, get the door open. What was the other one? Those who seek, find. Find. Mm. Dream lofty dreams, and as you dream, so shall you become. Your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. Your ideal is the prophecy of what you shall at last unveil. The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn. A bird awaits in the egg. And the highest vision of the soul, a waking angel stirs. Dreams are the seedlings of reality. The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream, right? It was an idea to fly. That was an idea. One day, now the the Wright brothers. Now they weren't the first to try to fly, but one day, one of the guys was just outside, saw a bird soaring in the sky and was like, it has got to be possible to create some kind of machine that man could sit in and soar in the sky like that bird. That was an idea. It has got to be possible. What if? What if we could put a man on the moon? What if we could fly off the earth and into space. I mean, that still sounds ridiculous. And they've done it. It was just an idea. Putting a man on the moon was like, hey, we have to, somebody's got to get there first. Like, let's figure out how to do it. Like, it wasn't a question of, is it possible? It was a question of commitment. Like, are you willing to figure it out? It's fascinating. It's not a matter of if it's possible. It's a are you willing to work it out? Dreams are the
1: seedlings
0: of reality. Because ideas become things.
1: You know, reading that it's it's easy to think like, okay, so all I have to do is is think about this ideal and mm. then focus on it, and these things will happen. And there's mm. there's truth do that and and you and I was just thinking like okay looking around why is that not happening for more people well, I think it's just because more people's ideals are just they're the average so whatever your ideal is if you never take the time to define the ideal or you know make it lofty enough for great achievement then you're just going to look like you know whatever whatever the world wants you to look like and you'll you'll it'll just be you know average so I guess I'm just I'm just thinking like just if somebody heard that for the first time, so this is what I have to do, focusing on these ideals, and these things will become a reality um and then you know, somebody hearing that and then thinking that thought, well, then why is this not happening to everyone? Well, it's just like just because some just not happening to somebody doesn't mean that they don't they're not dreaming, it's just their their visions or ideals or thoughts are just they're not lofty, they're not they're just average or they're below average and they're it's they're right where they are because of how they're thinking. So I guess that's just what I was, what I was thinking. It's like, I guess like, don't like, if, if this is the law, ask and you shall receive and you know, what you envision will become reality and those things. It's like, don't limit yourself because the rest of the world looks like it's just average or whatever. Don't limit yourself. Cause like, you can make it as lofty as you want. And, and, you know, understanding that it's going to take great sacrifice. It doesn't, um, it doesn't need to look like anyone else's thing. So I guess I was just thinking of that reading it as like trying to hear it for the first time and then thinking like, well, so if this is, if this is, um, you know, if this is truth, why is, you know, everyone else not looking like this sure. and, um, it's just because that's they've defined, or they've subconsciously, or unconsciously, or whatever they've, they're living their vision and their ideal. They just it's defined as average or whatever. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: well, I think the the other aspect too, which that's a t- I mean, it's like because it's one thing to like think it, but then you don't take any action.
1: Uh, yeah. Right,
0: yeah. which was like that kind of proves like the belief behind what you see. Yeah. It's like if you see. If what you're seeing, you believe you can achieve it, then you would move towards it. And so, like, just like in the last section, achievement of whatever kind is the crown of effort, right? Yeah. The byproduct of effort is achievement. So it's like, it's not just thinking the thought or dreaming the dream. Like, the point of right. it starts as the idea, but then the idea's got to move into a plan. Right to plan methodically, to think about, all right, if this is what I want to do, if this is what I want to become, then what do I need to do to move towards it? Vision and action go hand in hand. Vision that you don't take action on is just a dream.
1: Yeah, yeah. But a dream you
0: commit to realizing, that's when it becomes a vision.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and this next part kind of leans into this. Your circumstances may be uncongenial, right? Like your circumstances may not look like you're pictured in your mind, but they shall not long remain. So if you put, so if you but perceive an ideal and strive to reach it, right? Those are those two, that's the combination. It's like your your circumstances may be uncongealed, but they shall not long remain so if you but perceive an ideal and strive to reach it. You cannot travel within and stand still without. Like to truly tap into your potential, like to to really like get a glimpse of like who you truly are is going to affect how you think, you'll start thinking differently. It's gonna affect then how you start to act because you gotta start acting in a way that lines up with who you really are. So here's he gives this scenario this is legit. Here is a youth hard-pressed by poverty and labor, confined long hours in an unhealthy workshop, unschooled and lacking all the arts of refinement. But he dreams of better things, he thinks of intelligence of refinement, of grace and beauty. He conceives of, mentally builds up, an ideal condition of life. The vision of a wider liberty and a larger scope takes possession of him. Unrest urges him to action. And he utilizes all his spare time and means, small though they are, to the development of his latent Powers and resources. Very soon, he's very soon so altered has his mind become that the workshop can no longer hold him. It has become so out of harmony with his mentality that it falls off of his life as a garment is cast aside. And with the growth of opportunities which fit with the scope of his expanding powers, he passes out of it forever. Years later, we see this youth as a full-grown man. We find him a master of certain forces of the mind, which he yields with worldwide influence and almost unequaled power. In his hands, he holds the cords of gigantic responsibilities. He speaks and, lo, lives are changed. Men and women hang upon his words and remodel their character. And, sun-like, he becomes the fixed and luminous center round which innumerable destinies resolve. He has realized his vision of his youth. He has become one with his ideal. that's a picture right of like though your circumstances may be uncongenial like it it, it doesn't look like what you what you can see in your mind is that they won't long remain but if you perceive an ideal and strive to reach it the young man was in poverty he was unschooled you know he's working in this unhealthy workshop doesn't have, you know, it's not all, doesn't got all the arts of refinement, you know? Doesn't know which uh, spoon is the the salad spoon or the dessert fork or whatever. <laughs> but he dreams of better things, right? You gotta have a picture. You got to. You gotta have a picture of something bigger than where you are right now. You gotta have it. Ooh, you gotta have it, otherwise you're not gonna move towards it. You're gonna stay the same because all you can see is what you can see. But you got to look beyond what is into what could be. And he says, right, he conceives of, mentally builds up an ideal, con- an ideal condition of life. The vision of a wider liberty, a larger scope, takes possession of him. Unrest urges him to action. Okay, now this is for reals. Unrest, like dissatisfaction with the status quo. I am dissatisfied with where I'm at, with the results I'm getting. And you start to, because you can see what's possible. Now this, it's not super fun, this like, um, this unrest or the dissatisfaction, but it's like, it's it's the thing that says like, I cannot stay here any longer. I must, I have to do something about it. I've got to take action. I have to move in a new direction. I got to grab hold of new ideas. I got to meet new people. I got to get into a new environment. I got to get around people who are taking higher responsibility. I got to do something to move me towards this picture that I can see. That's the power of an idea. That's the power of like getting a glimpse of who you really are. It's like it causes you to just be like, "Ah, I can't stay here anymore. I've seen something bigger, something better. I got to start moving towards it.
1: Um, yeah, like you just you kind of naturally outgrow your environment when that's taking place. Like that nothing's forced or anything, you're just it's just like a natural progression of outgrowing wherever you're at.
0: Yes. Yeah, what it says that the workshop could no longer contain him. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like even if you know, you think about the um just becoming a person of value. It's like you use wherever you're at to become more valuable. So like you're developing skills. So when you're thinking well, wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, when you're thinking, all right, like how can I one, how can I do what I'm doing to the best of my abilities? Then two, what else can I do that'll bring value? To the people that I'm working with or the the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And what happens is like you'll outgrow your position. You'll outgrow what you're currently doing. Like your the workshop will no longer be able to contain you. It's like even if there's not a promotion, it's like it doesn't matter. Like that time was valuable because you developed yourself, your abilities, and now you're ready to move on to something else. Yeah. And now he turns it. Now he, he turns the focus to you, to me, and to you, youthful reader, will realize the vision, not the idle wish. That's important. The idle wish, right? Mm. That's like the that'd be nice, but I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah, to <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'd like that new car, but you know, I don't have a job and I'm not gonna get one. You'll realize the vision, not the idle wish of your heart be it base or beautiful or a mixture of both, for you will always gravitate toward that which you secretly most love. Not necessarily the thing you talk about, the thing you secretly most love, the thing you cherish on the inside. Into your hands will be placed the exact result of your own thoughts. You will receive that which you earn, no more, no less. Whatever your present environment may be, you will fall, remain or rise with your thoughts, your vision, your ideal. You will become as small as your controlling desire, as great as your dominant aspiration. In the beautiful world words of Staten-Kirkenham-Davis, you may be keeping accounts, and presently you shall walk out the door that for so long has seemed to you the barrier of your ideals, and shall find yourself before an audience, the pen still behind your ear, the ink stains on your fingers, and then then you shall pour out the torrent of your inspiration. You may be driving sheep, and you shall wander to the city. Bucolic, I had to look that word up. Oh, it was the, the pleasant aspects of country life. <laughs> so, so, you may be driving sheep and you wander into the city all, you know, in your overalls, straw hat. open mouth (laughs) shall wander under the intrepid guidance of the spirit into a studio of the master. And after a time, he shall say, I have nothing more to teach you. And now you have become the master who did so reluctantly dream of great things while driving sheep. You shall lay down and you shall lay down the saw and the plane to take upon yourself the regeneration of the world. Regeneration, that's to create again. You'll put down the small things and grab hold of like your purpose, your gift, and you'll take upon yourself the regeneration of the world. The thoughts... Oh, the thoughtless, the the ignorant, the indolent, seeing only the apparent effects of things and not the things themselves, talk about luck, of fortune, of chance. Seeing a man grow rich, they say how lucky he is. Observing another becoming intellectual, they exclaim how highly favored he is. And nothing... And noting the saintly character and wide influence of another, they remark how chance aids him at every turn. They do not see the trials, the failures, and struggles which these men or women have voluntarily encountered in order to gain their expertise. They have no knowledge of the sacrifices they have made and the un daunted efforts they have put forth, the faith they have exercised, that they might overcome the apparently insurmountable and realize the vision of their heart. They do not know the darkness and the heartache. They only see the light and joy and call it luck. They do not see the long and arduous journey, but only behold the pleasant goal and call it good fortune." They do not understand the process, but only perceive the result and call it chance. The point is this. In all human affairs, there are efforts and there are results. And the strength of the effort is the measure of the result. Chance is not. Gifts, powers material, intellectual, and spiritual possessions are the fruits of effort. They are thoughts completed, objects accomplished, visions realized. The vision that you glory, the vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by. This you will become. Achievement is not realized by chance or luck, but by vision, plans, and efforts. In all human affairs, there are efforts and there are results, and the strength of the effort is the measure of the result. Anything you achieve is the fruits of effort. They're thoughts completed, objects accomplished, and visions realized. I love that. Thoughts completed. I don't know about you, but it's like sometimes, you know, I can have a thought, get excited about it, right? Or like um I have an idea and it's like it's it flows really easy at like and then stops at like 35% completed. <laughs> like in, and then it's like and then if you want to finish it like you have to grind it out and i I'm, I'm pretty good at just moving on to another one yeah <laughs> but it's <laughs> but this idea of like thoughts completed like following all the way through to the completion of an idea yeah the strength of the effort is the measure of the result I'm like well I got a half done diagram here <laughs> i got a I got a whole booklet full of
1: half done things <laughs> oh it's interesting that um, when somebody accomplishes much, they people call it chance or luck, but then somebody who doesn't who has a, a lack of achievement, they call it that person's fault. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not the person's fault that reached the achievement or the, you know, the um aspiration, or whatever that, that sure, had great sure. achievement. It's chance or luck. <laughs> but it's not chance or luck that somebody who is lazy or ill willed or whatever. It's not It's their fault. It's brought upon by themselves. (laughs) Totally. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I think it's probably because it's like it's so, it's, you know, well, especially these days, you know, with TV, you know, you can just, you see all these people who seem to have all this success, but you don't know them. And maybe you don't yeah. know too many people who've had all that success so it's like you know yeah it just seems like there's like a special group cuz you don't tend to meet them yeah yeah but no it's the byproduct of man all those things he said <laughs> yeah the the trials the failures the struggles like d- going through those on purpose yeah the sacrifices, the undaunted efforts, the faith exercised, overcoming the apparently insurmountable to realize the vision of their heart. It's not, you know, it's not the easy path, but it is the right path. Yeah. It's not the easy path to sacrifice and to put forth effort and to 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 plan methodically and to have completed thoughts and to work things out to completion, which can sometimes vary, can sometimes definitely seem like it's not going to come together, but working it out to completion. The strength of the effort is the measure of the result. I mean that kind of goes back to again, it's just like the the weak thinking, the thoughts mixed with fear and doubt and confusion. They muddy the water, they muddy the resolution. You go back to that seven eighty, you know.
1: Mm, yeah. Was, <laughs> that was like two eighty. I don't know. Early I don't remember what those like, like tube
0: TVs were
1: what was the low resolution it was like 480 and then if you were if you were on like 120 you couldn't even the screens looked like a big blur <laughs> 3 pixels <laughs>
0: yeah yeah well this has been as a man thinketh by james allen Thoughts lead you places. Thoughts become things. The more beautiful your ideas, the more beautiful things you'll create. In all human affairs, there are efforts and there are results. And the strength of the effort is the measure of the result. Chance is not... Gifts, powers, material, intellectual, spiritual possessions are all the fruit of effort. They are thoughts completed, objects accomplished, visions realized. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by, and this you will become. My good peoples, that's us